0: Hi, I'm Brett Nelson, and I'm an Organizational Development and Sales Coach with a Servant Heart.
1: And I'm Sue Steinfeld, a Certified Leadership Success Coach that takes a holistic approach to being your best. And welcome to My Pivotal Moments Podcast, where we are excited to share stories and experiences about those pivotal moments we all have had in our lives, whether it was a moment that caused you to pivot professionally or personally that took you down a completely different path than planned. These pivotal moments are what keep life exciting, challenging, and amazing. Today, we welcome Josh Brents to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Josh is a lifelong learner as well as a talent acquisition guru. So we are looking forward to talking with you today.
2: Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, Sue. Thanks for having me, Brett. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying guru, but I'll uh, I'll take it. I'll humbly okay. accept it.
1: Okay. <laughs> So, why don't you start out and tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll jump into your pivot.
2: Sounds good. Um, Well, where should I start? I'll I'll make this quick. Uh, As you already mentioned, Sue, lifelong learner. Uh, I believe uh, the only day that you shouldn't be learning something new is the day that you're six feet under the ground. Uh, I'm not a native to Colorado, but I'd like to say I'm a local here. My family and I have been in the area since 1986. Um, I started my career on more of a generalist track uh, coming out of my undergrad where I actually went to school for HR and uh, started in on that generalist track and realized I loved recruiting. Uh, the days I was involved in recruitment efforts were the days I went home with the biggest smile on my face. And so that was Longer ago than I care to admit, but I decided to focus on it, spent a quick stint in uh, the third party recruiting uh, with uh, Robert Half. But since then, it's been all in-house um, uh, corporate America being part of talent acquisition teams that engage with, attract, identify and assess candidates to, uh, to join the company that I work for. So uh, although teaser, as part of the, uh, the pivot moment, I'll be talking about a large pivot that I took from what I just shared.
0: Yeah, so let's let's jump in on that. Let's hear about that. I so Josh and I have worked together uh, many moons ago, and, and and just been kind of pals through uh, <laughs> through the years as well. So I I know a lot of are stories. I didn't know you started off as a generalist. Did they just say, "Hey, we need to recruit somebody"? Do you want to do recruiting, or how did that happen? And then I want to hear about your your big pivot.
2: Sure. Yeah. So I, um, well, I originally went to school this again, many moons ago for accounting and it was about a a year into my coursework that I realized accounting
0: major. What? Well,
2: I, I think it was probably because alphabetically it was the first business major that appeared. Uh, okay. So I just checked it. Um, it I always understood it. Numbers make sense to me, but I realized how much I hated it. I, I did an internship my uh, freshman summer uh, in between my freshman and sophomore year. And I sat in a cube. I 10 keyed by touch. I ran bank uh, deposits all day. And I just went, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Uh, met a career counselor who had me take, I think it was the Myers Briggs at the time and was like, Hey, you have something that we like to refer to as a personality. You should probably put that to use. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever thought about a a career in management? And so I, I, Changed my focus to pursuing a management degree with an HR emphasis, and truly never looked back. I thought I wanted to be a generalist, you know. Nowadays, uh, um, a business partner, an HR business partner, and I enjoyed it. uh, Orientation, onboarding, a little bit of payroll, a little bit of benefits. I would say employee relations light. You know, I was a 22-year-old kid straight out of school. uh, Didn't have the um, the experience yet to do any deep dives, but uh, I got involved more and more in recruiting. Back then, it was picking up resumes off the fax machine and posting classifieds uh, in the Denver posts. Um, but just that that process of reviewing a resume, matching it to a job description, engaging with candidates, hearing their stories, telling some stories, it just stuck with me and that's when that was early 2000s I decided to focus on recruiting and truly have never looked back.
1: So let's hear about this big pivot now that my our appetites are wedded.
2: <laughs> okay, so uh, I did mention, you know, quick stint in agency, but for the most part, I have been a part of corporate recruiting teams that represent the brand that you work for, you know, bringing in talent to the organization. Um, back in 2017, uh, shortly, actually, this was um, uh, about the time that I was transitioning away from where I actually met Brett, uh There were some changes going on. It was following a merger. Uh, There was some redundancies being identified and uh, a reallocation of resources across the globe, not just here in Colorado. And I decided, you know what? I've been thinking about this for a while. Why don't I just go on this on my own? Why don't I go independent for a little while, just to recharge my batteries? Uh, You know, this will be a six month stint, maybe three to six months. We'll see how it goes, and you know, I'll I'll jump back into corporate America. that turned into almost three years. Uh, I, I did not anticipate that. I you know, jumped in without a lot of information other than, I know I can do this. I'll figure it out. Uh, and then realized, oh, I need to create an LLC in order to do 1099 work. Oh, I need business insurance in order to, uh, to contract with some of these organizations that I reached out to oh, I need to learn how to uh, uh, do accounts receivable and accounts payable again, going back to my uh, my accounting days um, at, uh, at CU. Uh, and so I went completely independent. I, I reached out to my network. I built a you know, recruitment consultant business where I focused on more project-based engagements where I became an extension of my clients' recruiting um, teams. I, I managed recruitments. I provided interim uh, leadership. I uh, did a few uh, kind of uh, permanent placement searches. Really, I had the flexibility because I was working for myself to do a little bit of anything or I could do anything that I wanted to do. And it was the first time in my career where I worked for me, myself and I. And I learned a lot uh, in those uh, those three years, and especially in those first six months of uh, leaving corporate America and the uh, uh, the confines of stability and security and benefits and long term planning and, and retirement planning for just hey, let's figure it out on my own here.
0: Love yes. it, love it. So, what was the hardest part? Like, I guess, is we're looking to make that pivot. That's a big jump, jumping out of again, kind of the mothership to go mm-hmm. off on your own escape, escape pod or whatever. So mm-hmm. what was the hardest part? Again, I, I hear there's quite a few laundry list of things that you had to do. What, what was the, probably uh, one of the bigger lessons you learned?
2: Yeah, it certainly wasn't a decision I made overnight. You know, oh, it course. wasn't like I woke up one day and just went, "Hey, I'm going to do something completely new here." Um, you know, it was the the culmination of years of maybe thinking about that and having individuals put the bug in my ear, like you'd be so great as a you know quote unquote a recruiting consultant that comes in and you know just kind of uh, uh, helps in uh, in uh, turning things around, refining things, cleaning up processes, and just recruiting talent. Um, the biggest hurdle and challenge was quite literally just taking that. It I, I still refer to it as a leap of faith, like leaving that which I knew for almost 20 years, uh, to do something that was completely different. Now, the, the day-to-day was still fairly similar, but that that initial taking that step, taking that leap, um, you know, <laughs> Jumping off the uh, what analogy could I throw at you here? You know, <laughs> diving into the deep end, not knowing how deep the water was, was mm-hmm. kind of the the biggest hurdle that I had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but through you know my support system that I have around me, my my friends, my family, uh, you know, my, my cheerleaders, quote unquote, mentors that I've developed in my career, they gave me the courage to just you know what, just give it a try. You're you're gonna do this. You're it's gonna go well for you. And I decided to do it.
1: Was there a triggering factor that finally got you to the point to say, okay, now I'm going to do it?
2: You know, I, I think a lot of it had to do with just the current climate of my my full-time role, the the post-acquisition uh, kind of fallout from two mm-hmm. companies merging together and a lot of positions being up in the air. Uh, you know, I wanted to make a decision on my own versus a decision being made for me. I've unfortunately since then experienced far too many layoffs but this was an opportunity where i i saw the writing on the wall Uh, i felt Mm -hmm. that my role was on the verge of becoming redundant and instead of going through job search decided this is the time this is finally the moment uh the stars are in aligned uh, in alignment here and everything is lining up for me taking this leap of faith so i suppose reducing the risk a little bit um you know in that it just made the most sense there, and then having mentors, friends, and family that uh, that supported me in the decision as well.
0: Yeah, sure. that's- and that's that network's huge. Like having people around you in the strong arms and say, "I've got a little bit of a safety net." Mm-hmm. And what was the first thing you did then? Like again, did you, so it was it was it the website? Was it like I reached out to some executives from that I knew before? Like is, is someone's contemplating making a big pivot from going kind of corporate world? We've talked to a couple coaches before, but this is a different approach. Mm -hmm. What did you do first?
2: Yeah. So I'm I'm a true believer in the power of networking and, and human connection. It's probably part of the reason I've, I've uh, stayed in recruiting for as long as I have and still genuinely enjoy it. And so, you know, day one of I'm on my own, it was just that. Let's fire up the networking engine. Let's, uh, let's reach out to colleagues that I've worked with in the past, leaders I've supported in the past, and let them know that, hey, you know, raise my hand. I'm available. Here's what I'm trying to do. Here's how I can help out. Um, that part came naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, uh I I would say that is um the approach that I took. You know, my advice and thinking back to um you know what I did, I probably should have started that process a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, the first few weeks of business development, uh, you know, that wasn't as much fun trying to figure out uh, what I was going to do, how I was going to stay engaged, you know, picking up the phone. And as I like to say, you know, dialing for dollars, how can I, how can I sell my services to somebody Uh, Mm -hmm. that doesn't come naturally to me. And so Mm -hmm. uh, I think lining up some of those engagements prior to actually taping, taking that leap of faith would have been uh, wise of me, but that's, Uh, that would be my advice to both myself and anybody else thinking about a pivot is start to start to lay the foundation first, maybe before you take that leap of faith. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. As you begin to start thinking about making change, what can you do to set yourself up? Maybe to also just reduce the anxiety Mm -hmm. of making that change by putting a little bit of that work into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially and, and, especially if you're starting your own business, right? Like I, yeah. I, there's people depending on me, or if 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 it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. I mean, income happens because I'm bringing it in, not because you know I, I have a paycheck coming in every month.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was able to leverage, you know, my, my background of, of experience in the world of, of TA and recruiting, but I, I wish I had a deeper understanding of the nuances of running a business, you know, financial management, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maintaining the books, you know, marketing client relations. I had never built a website before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've since shut it down, but I, you know, finding resources to come up with a website and develop collateral materials, that's stuff that I, I didn't, uh, Really think about until it came time to, oh, I need to start marketing myself better. Um, I will also say, you know, the importance of understanding, you know, work life balance. When all of a sudden you're working for me, myself, and I, it's pretty easy to be like, oh, I'm going to take the day off. Um, uh, When you do that, though, you're not getting paid for that um and and so it's a lot harder to i found it a lot harder to maintain the work-life balance i was used to of you know eight-ish to five-ish jobs monday through friday that doesn't really exist when you're running a business and I, i had to learn some of that the hard way being better prepared in areas like that would have smoothed the transition and in hindsight should i have probably reached out to some individuals that had gone you know a similar direction in their career and asked them about some of these pitfalls and what else do i need to be thinking about uh, yeah I, I probably
0: should have done that <laughs> Fair so let's unpack that 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 work life balance a little bit as a as, a, as an entrepreneur or sole proprietor how how did you dial that in cuz it's really easy just to sit back uh, watch ted lasso and just say like i'm just going to cruise through this season today uh, how how did you do that? Again, I meant initially there's that knee jerk or that the reaction, the the cold water, if you will, jumping out, but how did you settle into it? What did your week look like to find that work life balance as an entrepreneur and as a sole proprietor? Yeah, uh, it, it took some time,
2: uh, to be honest, and there were some days where I, uh, you know, I focused more on becoming as I affectionately like to refer to it to it as a uh, couch mold. Um, <laughs> you know, Just kind of growing into the couch and, and watching daytime television, which, for the record, is not all it's cracked up to be. Um, you know, I had to become much more structured, uh, much more self-reliant and innovative uh, in, instead of having my schedule somewhat dictated to me. When you're working in corporate America, sure, you have autonomy uh, to, to structure your day in a, however you really want to. But at the same time, a lot of what you're doing day to day is already predetermined. And so I had to just really change my mindset and think more about, um, again, just becoming more self-reliant. I need to structure my day and stay busy, engaged um, uh, so that I, you know, I'm not relying on somebody else to tell me what I need to be doing. I need to do that for myself. You know, at the end of the day, I am I I like to put family first and they were a big motivating factor for me in not only taking this leap of faith, but making sure that I, you know, continue to put them first and focus on providing a, uh, you know, a, a stable environment for my, my wife and kids. And so they were my they were my motivation for getting up off the couch, making sure that I put time into business development, marketing, building out my brand, building out uh, collateral materials, You know, staying on task so that I wasn't sitting there twiddling my thumbs, wondering when business would be finding me. I had to go find that business. And again, keeping, keeping family um, uh, at the forefront of my mind motivated me to get back out there get back engaged, find those engagements where I could uh, lend my services. And at the end of the day, just to be completely honest, make a buck, Uh, you know, keep a keep a a source of income coming in so that I could support my family. Mm
1: -hmm. And and thinking about motivation and your family, do you have a North Star that drives you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I would say (laughs) they're a big part of it. But, you know, my, my personal North Star has always been make a meaningful impact in the lives of others through my work. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I, I'm not a, Puncher of the clock. I, I'm not somebody that you know uh, thinks about uh, the, the talent acquisition profession as just being any other job. I, I I feel very lucky to be in a profession where truly I ha- I can make an impact not only on the companies I represent but on the individuals uh, that I, I get to know, the individuals that I recruit. And so, uh, whether it's it's helping companies find the right talent or guiding candidates toward their their dream jobs the goal is ultimately to create positive change and really add value in every interaction Uh, and and that's how i approach my job every day is Mm -hmm. what can i do today to change somebody's life I, i know it sounds cheesy but those calls that i get to have with a candidate when everything lined up the way that it was supposed to and you extend that offer and there's, there's, it's met with genuine enthusiasm and excitement. And I'm not joking when I say this in, in many situations, tears of joy, uh, you know, laughter in a good way. And just, a, a, a just a, the thrill of identifying a position. And I was a part of that. That makes my, my day, like that's the thrill of the hunt. And that's my ability to truly make a meaningful impact in somebody else's life.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome, Josh. So as we're as we're thinking about this and kind of lessons learned for our listeners, what would be something again? It, it could be related to your pivot or just general advice and and, and uh, at, at all can an overview advice? What would you recommend? Like what would be what would be the kind of lessons learned or advice for our listeners that you want them to remember about today uh, about your pivot or about your life?
2: Yeah, you know, I think the biggest lessons for me were about um yeah, you know, the importance of resilience adaptability, networking. I I talked about the importance of that in in being able to make this pivot. Stepping out of a a structured corporate environment taught me to be more self reliant, be more innovative. Um, I I also learned the the value of having built a very strong uh, professional network and how that helped me uh, as I as I looked into growing that business. For again, what was supposed to be six months turned into three years. Um, Had I burnt bridges and you know not uh, maintained and fostered relationships, I could have never made that happen. Uh, With all that said, I, I think anticipating what comes next, asking more questions before I maybe took the leap of faith, connecting with others that have been through this before. Uh, I I think that would have been wise of me to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And and just understanding that for anybody contemplating a huge pivot, it's not gonna go perfectly. It's Mm -hmm. not gonna go exactly the way that you have planned. And that's okay be resilient, be adaptable, you know, kind of roll with the punches, have that attitude and you'll figure it out. But if if you get too down on it, if things aren't going well and you decide to give up, like I I could have very easily given up at some point in those first six, six plus months were the hardest. Uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I persevered. And now I look back at that, that opportunity. I learned more in those three years than I probably did in the prior decade uh, mm-hmm. because of some of the, the new roles and new hats that I had to wear, uh, mm-hmm. as I approached life as a, as a business owner versus just a corporate recruiting professional. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Thank you.
1: And how about for you, Brett, any takeaways from today talking yeah, with Josh? I think,
0: I think that the part of it is just, is, of if you contemplate it and you think about it and dream about it enough, I think I like the pre-work, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's do your homework first that's what I'm hearing from you, Josh, is like, and I think I've learned the similar lessons is like, check your network, like check, how am I doing to make this jump before I just jump into the dark? Is there, you know, has someone else done this and and uh, do a little bit of pre-work before you do that? So I appreciate that lesson.
2: Yeah. yeah. Any, any ways to mitigate some of that risk? You know, I, sure. I took on a lot of risk. That's why I refer oh, yeah. to it as a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, putting more of that foundation down, asking all the right questions would have helped, but. I still found a way to make it work. And I'm sure there's many others that'll listen to this and be like, yeah, you know, I I took that, I already did that big pivot. I wish I could have uh, asked more questions beforehand. Maybe this'll just save a few people that listen to it that are contemplating a pivot to take one step back before they take two steps forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love the idea of that support, not only just networking, but the support network, the people who believe in you, your champions and your network and your family or your friends Mm -hmm. that are there for you for the ups and downs, I think is so important because right. We're not, we're not solo beings. We are beings who like connection. So I think that's really important when you're doing something really new.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, We haven't even touched on this. I'm just gonna throw this tidbit out there. Get a mentor. Mm-hmm. have a mentor, have a coach, have somebody that you trust. You know, I clearly trust my family, my kids, my wife, we, we share everything. And I, I think of them as pseudo mentors and cheerleaders uh, for me in my career, but have somebody else kind of a, a third party um, uh, that can be very objective um, for me. And I don't mind mentioning her name. Mika is my rock. Uh, she is my mentor. And having somebody like her in my court uh, that understands, my background that has lived a similar world was, um, instrumental in, in helping me, uh, kind of get through this, this huge pivot in my career. Nice. Nice.
1: Well, thank you so much, Josh. It's been a pleasure to get a chance to meet you. I know you and Brett had a friendship and relationship, but I really enjoyed meeting and talking with you.
2: Uh, this has been phenomenal. And, and thank you, Sue. Thank you, Brett, for the invitation here. I really enjoyed this. And uh, if you're ever in need of uh, of another uh, last minute guest for the podcast, I'm a, I'm a call, an email, or a text away.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. We enjoy hearing others' pivotal moments, and we'd love to hear yours. Feel free to reach out to us on our respective websites or on LinkedIn. We appreciate your support by rating and sharing our podcast with others. Remember, any moment can be pivotal if you keep your mind open to possibilities. Enjoy the journey.